As the 2021 graduating class from First Baptist Church of Selma, we're so proud of the three of you. You're very important. It's been 102 years since this church has experienced what we've experienced in the last 14 months. You lived your senior year through a pandemic. That happened during World War I, the last time. You got to miss out on a lot of things, and we're so sorry about that. It was frustrating, I know. It's tough. Uh, some of the ways you studied were not traditional or typical ways. But times like that sometimes make us tough and resourceful. Our ingenuity comes into play, and we pray that that did. But we want to send you out with an understanding of what you're to do, because that is so very important. I believe with all my heart that God has blessed the three of you in a very special way, because you have seen things happen in the last 12 months that none of us really imagined would ever happen. Yet you've been able to move through that so successfully and so powerfully, and we're so proud of you. Congratulations. This is the first of many steps you will take in life. Sometimes graduates think that we're doing too much, really, about something that really doesn't matter. But believe me, this is the foundation of a very important building that you're going to build, and it's called your career and your life. And this is the beginning of that. Your work's paid off. You've learned to be creative and resourceful. You've learned to look ahead and plan, and hopefully your plans are real and you'll fulfill them. Don't ever forget them. Be creative enough to move in another direction because that happens to all of us. Those people who are rigid and indifferent uh, to the ability of times changing uh, end up with basically a few things to be thankful for and a lot of things to be frustrated with. So always be creative. Set goals, but don't let those goals dominate you. I want to think a little bit today with you about what this passage says because apparently when, when, when this was written, it was a different time. But it sounds as if it's written for the three of you. Because the truth is, you don't need a spirit of fear or timidity in what you're going toward. But you do need power, love, and the last one, boy, I hate to mention this, but it's so important, self-discipline. Because you're going to face the reality that you're going to be in a place you've never been before. Your parents aren't going to be there. Now, for the first day or two, that will feel real good. You don't have to look around before you pick up your phone call a friend. You don't have to worry that somebody's going to scold you for not finishing a certain number of chores. But here's the bad news. You're going to have to do those things anyway. You're going to have to do two things together in conjunction with the absence of your family that really tough to coordinate in a realistic way. And many, many students don't make that. And it's this. Number one, you've got to learn to live on your own and take care of yourself with nobody there to do those things. You're going to have to learn to pick up towels out of the bathroom. You're going to have to learn to make sure your clothes are clean. You're going to have to clean your room at least once a quarter, okay? Just, you know, just kind of get all the dirt shoved out. But in doing that, you're going to also have to study. You're going to be introduced to some unusual documents at school because each class already knows what's going to happen. And all the grades ahead of you have been there, and they understand it. Learn to listen to others. When they lean over and say, by the way, the class you're going into right now, be very careful during your midterm. 
because he's very selective. Those things matter. I learned the hard way, and I've, I've, been, uh, I've been out of school a long time, 45 years out of high school. But I remember, do this, always buy the used textbooks because sometimes students write notes in there that are good. Learn that, that you can listen to other people and develop a sense of where you're going. Because what you're doing is not just passing classes. Hear me. What you're doing is you're learning to listen, to observe, to read, and to interpret what other people are saying. You will not end this when you finish your undergraduate degree. If you're going for a master's or a doctorate, you'll do the same thing. And then one day in a career field, you will do the same thing. You will be interpreting the thoughts and the ideas of someone for the rest of your life. Learn to do that. It's a habit that will change who you are. But I want to move beyond those practicals. I want to move to, to the faith that you have because all three of you have a faith that amazes me. I've, I've watched all three of you. I've talked to you. The ladies I, I've loved dearly because I've watched you grow up and I've seen you work with several youth directors here and children's directors and I've been so impressed. Y'all, rem You remember when we first started letting the graduates sit on the steps. Tracy Stevens did that first time, and I love that because the children up there on that, those steps are watching you. And though they're over there right now eating all sorts of God-forsaken candy and playing and everything, you're their hero. And you remember watching and seeing those people that graduated. Remember this, you're an example to everybody, to everybody. I told someone the other day, I always remember that to, to a, to a five-year-old, there's no difference in a 16-year-old or a 66-year-old. They're all adults. Now, granted, they're not, but, but to them, they watch and they listen. So you, you become role models right away. Let's think about what the writer of 2 Timothy was saying. Because three things were brought out here that you must absolutely inundate your soul with. Number one... Learn to face your fears. Don't run from them. You're going to be in a situation where you'll take probably anywhere from two to five classes at a time. It's not easy. You have to categorize things. You have to go with these things in a structural way. Don't wait till the last minute. Procrastination is the enemy of any college student. But learn to face your fears. If something doesn't look familiar, open your mouth and ask someone. But more than that, when you face the fears of life, when you're away from home, open your mouth and ask God. God didn't give us a timid spirit. We're not to sit back and wonder. God has a way of speaking to you right now as he would speak to no one else. Because your mind is expanding. You're planning for the future. You have dreams, all three of you. Talk to him about those dreams. When you hit a roadblock and you're frustrated with things that are not going the way you want, don't sit down and give up. Begin to talk to the one who created you. Remember this, that degree is not nearly as important as you are. You matter to God. Jesus didn't die on the cross for this building or even this country. He died on the cross for you. You matter. And he wants you to succeed. When this world is gone and everything's burned up, 
when everything's destroyed that we see as significant and important in, in this world, those who have trusted Christ as Savior will live on forever. And right now, He's building you to be that person. Secondly, I want you to understand to forget your failures in life. You're going to experience failures. That's a part of life. We all do that. Some people get hung up on a failure in the past and they never let go of it. They dwell on it. Don't do that. If you've made choices that have frustrated you or you've regretted, guess what? Jesus died on the cross to forgive you of every bad choice that you ever made. Satan loves to remind us of our weaknesses and of our sins. There's one entity in all of the universe that can't remember your sins. You know who that is? God. He said, your sins are remembered no more. Don't let failures of the past influence you in any way as you go forward. Don't let them become a stumbling block of life. But choose to put them aside and move forward. We all have those situations. Every one of us in this room, the most brilliant student in this room, at some point made a bad grade, whether they'll admit it or not. We've all been in that position that's, that's unenviable where you walk into the class and you get ready to take a test and you can't remember one single thing. It will happen. But just remember this. God loves you, and he's going to get you through this storm. He has a purpose for you. Remember that friendships are great, but you're not going to college to make friends, although you will make friends. You're going to college to expand your understanding of the world and make choices about your destiny in this world. So don't, in the midst of, of fellowshipping and enjoying people, forget about that because it's so important. I've learned in 11 years here in Selma, Alabama, we have something, and I refer to it, it's, it's when you go to the university and you get distracted and you get a little bit behind and you get a lot behind and then you end up coming home and you go to Wallace College for a semester or two and you work at March, I call it the March Mark Turnaround. And you can always tell the students that do that, and invariably, they're the ones you can learn from. Go ask them about it, and they'll tell you how it happened. They had no intention of, of, of leaving the university. They just got a little bit behind and a little bit more. So I tell you, when you get in a situation where you're, you're a little nervous, there are all sorts of people in college that you can go ask for help. Do that. Do that. Every one of us have had to do that at some point. But lastly, I want you to realize this. Always follow your faith. You've grown up in the church, all three of you. You know Christ. You walked with him. But you've also seen people ahead of you that have started out on a path and they've gone the wrong way. And you've watched the pain and the suffering that they go through. Don't leave your path. Don't. It's too important. You're going out into a world where they don't, not only do they not know our God, they mock him and make fun of him. In the last 24 months, our America has changed in a way that has never changed before. And you're not going to, as Christians, be considered exceptional. You may be derided or ridiculed, but you hold your head high and you smile and you be kind to them. Don't allow yourself to ever get bitter if somebody says something rude. Because remember, you're not just representing yourself. You're an ambassador for Christ. 
And when somebody doesn't believe what you believe, you know what you call them? Very simple. They're a mission field. They're someone that's lost and they need hope. No doctor ever attacks a patient when they're not kind. And you have within you the Holy Spirit of God. Learn to love those people. Follow your faith. Face your fears. Forget your failures. Continue to be obedient to Him because after all, what you started here when you were in the smaller grades, when you went through RAs and GAs, when you learned to function in a youth group when you were the youngest, boy, that's, that's the toughest year of your life. Some kids are so thrilled about going in the youth group and others you almost have to drag them kicking and screaming to get in there because they don't want to change. But you're facing your change. Do it well and God will bless you. And lastly, I want to tell you this. We're all cheering you. We're praying for you. We support you. We encourage you. You represent not just yourself and, and your immediate family. You represent a tradition of faith, a remarkable tradition of faith. I go back several generations with these two ladies and their family, and I know what your grandparents represented and your great-grandparents. You carry that faith on. You begin that. Don't allow yourself in a university setting to pick up a book which is nothing more than a piece of paper, and read it and think that it supersedes God's holy word. It does not. Mankind, we have a lot of speculative thoughts about truth and what is right and what is wrong, but let me tell you something. God's word has stood for thousands of years before mankind. It's God's communication with his creation, and it will stand forever. And if someone wants to ridicule or criticize you, just understand that they don't understand yet you have a faith that moves you forward don't give up on your faith stay strong because you are a hope that tomorrow will be a better day that the world is not going to collapse around us because what matters is that there's a God above all things who's in control and I'm trusting him and I pray that you are too God bless you let us pray Father, I pray that as we leave this place, that truly Will and Sarah Gresham and Kirstie can, can understand in a realistic way that we're all so incredibly proud of them, but we also want them to make choices, choices that will change their destiny and the lives of others, and, and we all gather to pray for them right now. We love them, and we want to see the Holy Spirit of God touch them in such a way that their individual college will be changed because of their faith. Now, Lord, surround them with your presence and power. And I pray that you would continue to go with them and bless them. And, Father, if there's those who are here today, as we worship you, and they ask in their heart of hearts, they simply want to come and present themselves as a member of this church, or to come forward to be baptized, or, or to come forward and say, I, I've asked Jesus into my heart, and I'm ready to make a public profession of my faith. Father, if there's anyone here today that that is the desire of their heart, what better time is there than this to come forward and make that statement, to celebrate their choice and their movement ahead in the kingdom of God? Lord, speak to someone just now, 
And bless us as we're found faithful to you. For it's in your Holy Spirit we do pray. Amen.